to center in on authority in the name. What name do you think that is? The name of Jesus. The name that is above every name. You know, in the natural, some people are born with an important name. They're born with a kingly name. They're born into a royal family. They didn't do anything to deserve their name. That was their birthright. That was their given name. Then there's other people that uh, make their name great by their hard work, by their achievements. And there's others that just have this wonderful name bestowed upon them. And there are certain names that we mention that are known, you know, for their wealth, for their prestige, down through the history. If we were to mention, maybe some of you are too young to remember, but Rothschild used to be a name. You mentioned it in America, and it was like, ooh, those are wealthy people. Now you mentioned Gates, Bill Gates, and we're like, wow, yeah, they got a lot of money. And or Steve Jobs, just several of these names. We associate a name that is famous with, wow, they've got a lot of this, they got a lot of that. If I say the wonderful name, uh, Nicolopolis, what do y'all think of? Burgers. Yay. Full of wealth over there. They got the best burgers in the Bay Area. So names, <laughs> we associate names with sometimes with the family trade or what that family has achieved. But there is a name, hallelujah, that is above every other name. And we want to read about the wonderful name of Jesus. So let's look in the Bible at Philippians chapter two. We'll begin at verse nine. Therefore, God also has highly exalted him and given him the name. I love that. The name, which is above every name that at the name of Jesus, Every knee should bow of those in heaven and on earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. How many of you have declared Jesus is my Lord? He is Lord of all. He is the Lord of my life. Well, we have willingly declared him, Jesus, as Lord. But there is a day coming soon and very soon when what we are doing here on this earth will be no more. And we will stand in heaven and every knee shall bow in heaven and in earth. And every tongue is going to confess, whoa, Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the King of Kings. Hallelujah. And it says that his name is highly exalted. Strong's Concordance says this. This phrase suggests an exaltation that is the highest position over all. Hallelujah is right. The name of Jesus is over cancer. This verse we read said every knee shall bow. Every name has to give way to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
Cancer can't stand in the face of his name. Depression, sorrow, mourning, deception, poverty, all of these things are names. What's on your list of things that have come against you? Whatever they are, if you will, by faith, have faith in the name of Jesus and say, in Jesus' name, I speak to you. In Jesus' name, I take authority over you. Faith in the name will move mountains. Faith in the name will heal bodies that are racked with sickness and disease. Faith in the name will restore broken relationships. Aren't you thankful for the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? His name is the only name that brings salvation. That brings deliverance. That brings healing. The Bible tells us, look look over in Acts chapter 4, verse 12. In the Amplified, the Bible says this. I could quote it, but I wanted to read it. There is salvation in and through no one else. For there is no other name under heaven given among men by and in which we must be saved. There is salvation in and through no one else. Jesus is not one of many gods. Jesus is not one of many ways to get to heaven. Jesus said, I am the way. This verse we just read said, God gave him the name. He's got the name and he is the way to heaven. Now, some people say, well, you know, it doesn't matter what you believe just as long as you are sincere. Wrong. Bong or whatever. Bunk, baloney, whatever you want to say. I'm not trying to be unkind, but this is God's word. And there is only one true and living God. And in this Bible, it says that whosoever shall believe in their heart and confess with their mouth, not confess Buddha, confess that Jesus is Lord, will be saved. There's no other way. There's no other name. I know this society that we live in now, it's like, People have become so open-minded that all of their brains have fallen out. You can get so open-minded that you just lose all even thinking or common sense. And even political correctness, it's just like, it's just the buzzword. Everything's got to be politically correct. We can't offend anybody. We got to accept this and accept that. We accept everybody because everyone is accepted in the beloved. We're not haters. We're not condemning people. We're not judging people. We do love every single person, but we love them enough to tell them the truth. And the truth is you can't get to heaven any other way. If you really love somebody, do you want to spend eternity with them? So with as much love as you can muster in your heart, tell people the truth. Jesus loves you. This I know for the Bible tells me so. Amen. 
Bible's clear. Salvation only comes through his name. Let's just say his name. Lift your hands with me. Say the name of Jesus three times. Jesus. 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 Now just say this. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. If you've never confessed Jesus as Lord, you believe that in your heart, you can be born again right now. Let's just think a moment on some of the wonderful qualities and characteristics of his name. We're fixing to get into the holiday season here real soon. And this is a verse that's read a lot at Christmas, but it's not just a Christmas verse. Isaiah chapter nine, verse six. I like it in the amplified Just some of the wonderful characteristics of his name for to us, a child is born to us. A son is given and the government shall be up on his shoulder. You know, that's a good verse for right now. That's a good verse for two days from now. That's a good verse for Wednesday morning. The government is going to be up on his shoulder. It's not on the shoulders of any political party, any person. What are we declaring over our nation? Jesus is Lord over the United States of America. We are experiencing a spiritual awakening. Hallelujah. Men and women are turning to the true and the living God. Hallelujah. The government's upon his shoulders. And the Bible also says the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord. Whoever gets in office, we need to immediately start praying for them that the heart, their heart is in the hand of the Lord and they are open and they are sensitive to the spirit of the living God. And it's not just the president, it's the senators, it's the congressmen, it's the governors, it's uh, the judge that we're voting for here in our, in our, in Alameda County. There's some real crucial propositions. We need to be reading those. We need to be praying over those and we need to be declaring Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. The government shall be upon his shoulder and his name shall be called. Just read that with me. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father and the prince of peace. Can you use some peace? Well, we got the prince of peace living on the inside of us. So when fear and confusion and anything that tries to rob our peace comes and knocks on our door. What should be our response? No, in the name above every name, in the name of Jesus, I speak peace, peace, be still in Jesus name, peace, be still to this storm that's raging in my family. Peace be still to this attack against my body. Peace be still to this confusion and oppression trying to come against my mind. The prince of peace arises in my heart, in my body, and in my mind. Can I get a witness? 
There's peace in his name. There's strength in his name. I like this verse I read recently in Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 50 verse 34. Their redeemer is what? Is our redeemer weak? Is our redeemer defeated? No. Our redeemer is strong. The name of the Lord of the Lord of hosts is his name. He will thoroughly plead their cause, their case. They that he may give rest to the land and disquiet the inhabitants of Babylon. Woo! Our redeemer is strong. He is not a wimp. Just think about some of the things Jesus did when he walked this earth. He threw the money changers out of the temple. You can't be a little weakling to do that. He was a strong man. He was big in stature. He wasn't a little bitty guy that had no muscles and no power. He was strong in the natural, but even more than it's strong in the natural, he was strong spiritually. He was strong on the inside, strong enough to cast the devils out of people. You got to know who you are in Christ. You got to know your authority to look a demon possessed person in the eyes and say, come out in the name of Jesus. He was strong on the inside. The Lord, our redeemer is strong. He was strong enough to look the religious leaders right in the eye and say, you are of your father, the devil. Woo. Wow. That takes some strength. Those religious devils are probably the scariest ones of all, but he wasn't afraid of them because he knew who he was. He was strong on The inside. And I like this phrase that said, the Lord of hosts is his name. Who do you think he's the host of? He's the host of the angel army of the Lord. He's a leader of that mighty host. Hallelujah. More are they that are with us. Glory be to God. We are encamped round about with a mighty host. And Jesus is their commander. Remember when he was in the garden of Gethsemane and he was about to die and he was, he was Lord, not his father, not my will. But thine be done. He could have called, the Bible says, 10,000 angels and set him free. He's the Lord of hosts of the mighty Lord, of a mighty army, the angels army. Hallelujah. And then it says here in that verse we just read that he may give rest to the land. That spoke to me because our Lord of hosts, our Redeemer. It is His will that we have rest in our land, that we have peace in our land. Reminded me of the passage of Scripture familiar to most of us over in 1 Timothy chapter 2. We'll begin reading at verse 1. Therefore, I exhort, first of all, and this is a good thing to be doing right now, I exhort, first of all, 
supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Keep on reading for kings and for all who are in authority. Why are we supposed to pray for our current leaders and our future leaders? This is why that you may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. God wants there to be peace in our nation. It goes on in the next verse. Why should we pray that we lead a quiet and a peaceable life? For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. The next verse. Who who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We need to be praying that division and strife would leave our nation. Are people always going to agree on stuff? Never. That's never going to happen. But we can still live at peace with one another. We don't have to have hatred and division and all of this stuff trying to destroy our land. You and I have authority in the name of Jesus. We belong to the Prince of Peace. And when we use his name, we can speak peace. Peace in the streets, peace in the cities, that riots will calm down, that racial disturbance will be resolved in Jesus' name, that there will be quiet and a peaceable life. Why? So we can just lay on our couch and watch more TV? No! Who would have all men? To be saved. He wants there to be a spiritual awakening in our nation. He wants the nation to be at peace. And that people would have the opportunity to hear the true gospel. And call on the name of the Lord. And be saved. Do you know that rest and peace. It's only found in Jesus. Proverbs 18.10, the name, what are we talking about? Authority in his name. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Attacks may come. Attacks will come, but we have a place of safety. We have a refuge, hallelujah, under the shadow of the Almighty. We have a place to run. We run unto the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. We can run to him and be saved. Do you remember maybe when you were kids playing tag? And we used to play it out on the farm and we had all these trees and places to hide. And there was this one great big huge elm tree out in our front yard. And that was our base. A lot of times we'd say, okay, that tree is the base. And if you're playing tag and whoever gets up to the top of the tree, you can call safe and nobody can tag you. And you wouldn't believe it today, but I used to be super duper fast 
run up that, almost run up that tree barefoot. And I get up to the top of it. And you know, some jeans are really strong. I was so happy just down seeing John and Lindy and they, they moved to a different house and they have this great big strong, I think it's a fig tree in their backyard. And without anybody agging her on, Livy has decided she's going to climb trees and she's took off her shoes. She just went up that tree and she was up in the top of it. I was like, "Woo, go girl. Grammy lives on. You know what I'm saying? But it was awesome to be able to climb up in that tree and know you're safe. And you know, I like to just add people on a little bit. So I'd get it to the base, get up at the top of the tree, look down at all my cousins that were trying to tag me and go, nah, 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 I'm safe. You know what? We as Christians, we got a base. We got a place that we can run to and we're up in that tower and the devil's throwing this attack and he's accusing you of this. The lies are coming and he's saying, come on down here. Come on down here. Let's talk about how unworthy you are. Come on down here. Let's talk about how you missed it here and how you missed it there. Don't succumb to his lies. Go nah, 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 nah. I'm in the high tower. I'm in the strong tower. I'm in the name that is above all names. I'm high and lifted up. I'm seated with Jesus and I'm not coming down to your level. You're not tagging me. I'm safe. Hallelujah. The name of the Lord is a place of safety. It's a place of protection. There's power in his name. Just utter in the name of Jesus. Heaven stands at attention. Demons have to obey. And heaven stands at attention when we mention that name. Back in 2012, Pastor Mark and I were in Branson, Branson Missouri. And we were with uh, friends of ours, Pastor Ken and Lynette Hagen. And, uh, you know, these, these, they're men and women of God for sure. But I remember the night we were getting ready to go to bed and we were watching the weather and, uh, it had that there was all these tornado watches like in Oklahoma. There really wasn't one where we were in Branson, but I still remember pastor Hagen. He said in the name of Jesus. There will be no tornado that comes near Rama, no tornado that comes near our property, any of our, our members. I mean, he was speaking the name of Jesus and he was declaring the word. So we go to bed and just a little bit later, I hear this sound. And growing up in Oklahoma, I was like, uh, I think I know what that sound is. It sounds like a train. It really does. It sounds like a freight train and it, it's a tornado. That's how they sound. The this noise. And we hear Pastor Hagen, he was already up and he's out there in the living room and he's in the name of Jesus speaking the word. And then he says to us, Mark, get up. It's a tornado. It's a tornado. <laughs> well, the man of faith and power, he believes in the Prince of Peace. So he just stayed in bed. <laughs> but he knew we were well taken care of. He's speaking the word from bedside assembly. But anyhow... Power went out, all this stuff, and we tried to go back to sleep. As soon as the light came up, you know, Pastor Hagen had us up, and let's go survey the damage. We didn't really realize 
that this tornado, I mean, they don't normally have them in Branson because of all the hills. It was like a historic event. It was a devil-inspired thing, but no hurt, no harm. But anyhow, we started looking around. Downstairs in the building where we were at, the front door, the glass was blown out. The cars in the parking lot, the glass was blown out of the windows. Not in the Hagen vehicle, though. Theirs was safe. Hallelujah. And that right outside their building, this big fountain, this fountain had been blown over. It came right through. If you've ever been there, Branson Landing came right through there. Big Hilton across the street. We could see windows all blown out, damaged there. But we began to look and understand what Jesus had done for us. Because that tornado, it looked like it was coming straight for their building because it hit the hotel right across the street. But it made a turn. And it hit the water fountain. And there was some damage, but there was no loss of life. No damage to their condo. No damage to their vehicle. I attribute it to the name. The name of Jesus is a strong tower. The name of Jesus produces safety. Have you ever been in a situation, maybe a car's coming right toward you or something, and you don't have time to get out your promise book and start saying all of your promises and your confessions? But if you will just say, Jesus, in the name of Jesus, there's an invisible shield, hallelujah, that stops the attacks of the enemy. Amen. Praise God. It's not, uh, it's not like it's a good luck charm. It's a fact that there's power in the name of Jesus. And this power in his name that God gave to him, Jesus gave to us. We're authorized dealers of his name. Let's look at very familiar scriptures again tonight over here in Matthew 28. And we'll begin at verse 18. This is Jesus speaking. I'm sure it's read in your Bible. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and he spake to them saying, what are we talking about? We're talking about the authority of the believer. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. That's a wonderful verse, isn't it? But we will miss the full truth of what Jesus is saying by just taking this verse and quoting it alone. The Bible was not written in chapter and verse. So the thing that Jesus was giving them here continues to the next verse. And let's look at the verse 20. For where two or three are gathered together in my name... I am there in the midst of them. Actually, you know, is that right? What did I say? Oops, I guess I said the wrong one. Okay. All right. You know what? I skipped over some stuff here. So we already, did we read Matthew 18? Well, let's go back to Matthew 18. I got myself excited here. Matthew 28. 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them. All right. (laughs) Rewind. 
you know, if we had a tape recorder, we could rewind. All right, we're going to start in Matthew 28. I turned two pages, and I don't want to forget this part. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. Then what did he do with that authority? Did he just say, It's mine? Too bad? You losers, you can't do anything. No, he said, verse 19, that's where we wanted to go. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the age. So what are we saying here? He is saying, I've got this authority, but I am telling you, you've got it now. And you go and make disciples. You go, you teach and preach the word of God. It's not all up to Jesus. Some people think it is. Some people think he's God. He can do anything. He can. He is God. But we get to work with him. That's why he said, I'm giving you what I've got. I'm giving you the authority vested in my name. Now let's look over at Matthew 18. And we'll go back there again in verse 19. Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them of my father in heaven. This is a wonderful verse, but it doesn't stop there. We can pray and we can use this and ask anything in his name. But the secret of why it will be done for us is found in verse 20. For where two or three of you are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Now, a lot of people like to take that verse by itself. And a lot of pastors like to use it when there's two or three people at church. It's a great comfort when the crowds are teeny and little. And you can say, well, Jesus promised if there's just two or three of us that he's here in the midst of us. It's true. He is. But it wasn't put in there to make pastors feel better when the crowds are really small. What Jesus is really saying here, it only takes two or three of you. Mary, you got this covered, right? You got a whole house full there. It only takes two or three of you getting in agreement and asking of the Father based on the word of God in the name of Jesus and it shall be done. For you. Hallelujah. Notice the phrase. He's any two of you shall ask, agree on earth. There's an important thing. Agree on earth. We got to be real. You can't be floating around in la la land. Floating around somewhere in the clouds. Get a scripture that covers your case. 
You can't just come up with some weird doctrine and say, okay, let's agree. And somebody say, well, what verse are you standing on? Oh, I don't need the Bible. I'm way out beyond the the Bible. If you're way out beyond the Bible, you're way too far out. Get back into the word of God. You got to be on earth. You got to agree on the word of God. And then it shall come to pass. Amen. What Jesus is saying here, take my name and use it for whatever you are agreeing upon. The possibilities are endless. If we'll find out what the word of God says, and we will look at, we'll look at it like this. Jesus is saying, I'm giving you a blank signed check. All of heaven's resources are at your disposal. Here's a signed check with my name on it. You fill in the blanks. But too many Christians, because they don't know who they are in Christ Jesus, they don't know their rights and their privileges. They're writing in the check amount for $10. When God's saying, wow. Is that all his name could provide? No, there's so much more that his name provides. But we need to study the word of God. Find out what's invested in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. Now, this is what we're going to do as we're fixing to close tonight as a way of reminder of what's in this wonderful name. I want everybody to stand, and I'm going to lead you in this confession. This is a confession that Brother Hagen, it's in his book called The Name of Jesus. He got this years ago. It'll take us just a few minutes, but you know, let your heart agree with what we are saying right now. As a matter of fact, before we even do it, everybody lift your hands and say, Thank you, Father. For the wonderful name of Jesus, I will use the name that has been given to me. Now, let's just make this confession. I'm going to repeat after you along with the congregation. Okay. The name of Jesus belongs to me. The name of Jesus belongs to me. In the name of Jesus, I have authority over demons. In the name of Jesus, I have authority over demons. I refuse to be dominated by any devil. I refuse to be dominated by any devil. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan, I break your power. Satan, I break your power. Over my spirit, soul, and body. Over my spirit, soul, and body. Over any way that you would try to dominate me. Over any way that you would try to dominate me. I proclaim my deliverance and victory. I proclaim my deliverance and victory. Satan, you are a defeated foe. Satan, you are a defeated foe. Jesus dethroned you. Jesus dethroned you. And all of your cohorts. And all of your cohorts. I am no longer afraid of you. I am no longer afraid of you. Satan, you were my master. Satan, you were my master. And I was your slave. And I was your slave. But now. But now. Uh, Jesus is my master. Jesus is my master. 
Jesus has made me master. Jesus has made me master. Over all evil powers. Over all evil powers. Over all demons. Over all demons. In Jesus' name I am free. In Jesus' name I am free. It is written. It is written. Whom the Son has set free. Whom the Son has set free. Is free indeed. Is free indeed. I'm free indeed. I am free indeed. I'm free indeed. I am free indeed. Jesus said, Jesus said, you shall know the truth you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. Now I know the truth and I am free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Satan, Satan, you are subject, you are subject to, the name of Jesus. to the name of Jesus. The Bible says, Every knee shall bow of things and of beings in heaven and in earth and under the earth, heaven, earth, and hell. Know this, that God raised Jesus from the dead and he has seated him at his own right hand. Far above all principalities, all powers, all power, and might, and might, and dominion, and dominion. And he has given him the name, and he has given him the name above every name, above every name. And that name belongs to me. That name belongs to me. There's power in the name. There's power in the name. There's glory in the name. There's glory in the name. There's majesty in the name. There's majesty in the name. There's authority in the name. There's authority in the name. And I have a right. And I have a right. To use that name. To use that name. So Satan be gone. Satan be gone. Sickness be gone. Pain leave my body. All evil. Leave me. I stand free. For I know the truth. And the truth has set me free. Now let's give him glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for setting us free. Thank you, Jesus, we're no longer bound. Thank you, Jesus, for the authority in your name. Hallelujah. And the authority in your name not only brings liberty and freedom to us, but we declare in your name, Jesus is Lord. Say this with me. Jesus is Lord. Over the United States of America. Satan. You will not. You will not control this nation. More are they that are with us. Thank you Lord. For the power. In your name. Power in the blood. We draw bloodline around our nation, border to border, coast to coast, and we are declaring peace, protection, restoration, a strong spiritual awakening in our land. 